Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. It's Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents High School Playoff Baseball. And we are talking with Kevin Kellerman, the coach of the North Mahaska Warhawks. Welcome back to the program, Coach. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, uh, your season's wrapped up. How did how did uh, how did your record turn out? You know, we ended up fourteen and seven overall. Um, you know, probably as a lot of coaches could say, we we had a, a couple slip away that you know we had chances at winning, and um, but we were also fortunate in winning a couple that uh, you know could have went the other way easily. So uh, no, I'm I'm pretty happy with with overall uh, a pretty good record. Um, but as I said, you know, there's there's always times when you feel like you should have gotten that timely hit or made that one more out and uh, could have a couple more wins. But as I said, 14 and seven, there's a lot of uh, schools and teams in the state of Iowa that would, would love to have a record like that. 14 and seven is outstanding. Coach. I mean, it's just outstanding because you, when you play five, six games a week, you know, it's going to stretch your pitching and you're going to lose a few games. Everybody. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, realistically, yes. Uh, you know, you hope, uh, you're in a lot of the games, and, and we have been. And, and again, I'm pretty happy with how our team has competed, uh, kind of battled through some uh, different, you know, injury bugs and stuff like that, and, and had some different people step up in, in different scenarios. Well, you're one of the teams I did get to see, and I was really impressed with your team. They're uh, very disciplined. Uh, they seem to play good defense, and they seem to hit pretty well. And you got some decent pitching, so I'm sure you'll be a threat to whoever you play in the playoffs. Well, let's get right to talking about the playoffs. Where did you get slotted, and uh, where's the game, and what time is it going to be? Well, we, uh, we're we the three seed in our district. Uh, we will be playing at Linville Sully. Uh, we play the early game, um, so we play at 5 o'clock against uh, Colfax Mingo is uh, the sixth seed. And so, um, you know, a team that we've actually lost to and won um, against uh, – it, kind of you, you might call it the rubber match, but uh, a dangerous team. Uh, they've got some um, nice pitching that they can throw out there and uh, can can keep an offense down. Um, you know, I think it'll be very important for us to again put the ball in play and and force the issue um, with them defensively. Um, I think we've got to kind of kind of put the pressure on and and hopefully uh, make those pitchers work. So yeah, uh, whether you're 21 and 0 or 7 and 14, um, as soon as the playoff starts, everybody's uh, zero zero again, and it's a it's a brand new ball game. So where where did you say this game is going to be at? Uh, this is at Linville Sully, um, and again, there's it's a doubleheader. You might say uh, us and uh, Colfax will play the first game at five o'clock, and then uh, Linville Sully and English Valleys will play the second game following us. Okay. Well, uh, we've seen Linville Sully play, and uh, they're very good. But I, I, uh, I don't put them notches at, way notches ahead of your team, to be honest with you. I, well, I, they've gotten us both times, and so you know, uh, we, we, I'm one of those believers. You got to take one game at a time. Um, you know, you got to win the first game to be able to get to the second game, and so we're we're, we're worried about Colfax at this point. As I said, we can't overlook them. Um, they split with us, and. Uh, um, they're they're a much better team than what their record shows. And they're probably pretty hungry too. Well, tell us a little bit about Colfax Mingo. That's a team that we haven't seen or, or heard any much about, other than talking to maybe uh, Coach uh, Crawford. He talked a little bit about playing them uh, when I was interviewing him in an interview. Yeah, um, you know they're an ex- they're an experienced team. They, they've got quite a few juniors and seniors. 
Uh, got a young catcher that, that does a nice job, but but overall they've, they've got two uh, brothers that you might say are kind of their leaders, um, Cole and Cale Bracewell. Uh, they're kind of at the top of their order as well as uh, uh, Joe Earls is, is kind of a name that uh, uh, has been there and will be there for still a couple more years. And, and those are their three leaders, um, you know, offensively and pitching-wise. Uh, you know, the, the Bracewell brothers – are, are, are tough pitchers when they're on the mound. And I'm sure we'll see one, if not both of them. Um, and again, they're their offensive leaders also. So uh, we got to be able to, again, as I said, hopefully put some pressure on them, uh, get some runners on base and uh, uh, take advantage of our speed if we, if we can do so. Well, let's talk about your pitching rotation and how you, you feel like you're, you're set up well and that you've been pitching good down the stretch. Well, you know, we're, uh, we've got, we, we kind of had to change a, a few things. Uh, as I said, about three weeks left in the season, we kind of lost uh, kind of a, a pretty important cog, you might say, in the wheel of our pitching depth. Um, and so it's been kind of interesting just watching different people step up. Uh, you know, Nash Smith, kind of you might say right now, definitely our one, uh, you know, because of, of what he's done. You know, he is five and one, and uh, just because – at this point, he's probably got the most experience of, of who's on the mound. Uh, but just, you know, with that being said, Nolan Anderson is, has gotten some time recently and, and really done a nice job in a couple of ball games that he has seen. Uh, the other night, we played a 13-inning marathon uh, with BGM and uh, kind of threw two kids in those 13 innings that really hadn't been put to the test like that before. And uh, both Nate Sampson and Jaden Style really took to the mound and limited a, a team that really does a nice job of putting the ball in play. Um, you know, over 13 innings limited them, limited them to six hits. So we've had some different people step up, and, and we're going to have to kind of go by the committee a little bit and uh, um, due to, you know, some different things. So uh, I, I like where we're at. I like that some different kids have stepped up and, and kind of uh, – just said, yep, it's my turn. I, I got to do my job. So, uh, yeah, I kind of like where we're at. A little baptism by fire there. Now, uh, last time I talked to you, the, there was an injury to uh, Who is this player that's injured that was so good? Well, Dodge Duke uh, is a kid that saw a lot of time on the mound early on. And, we, you know, he was kind of facing the cigarette. Yeah, we saw him. The little seller's head. And he was doing a nice job. And he – it's kind of had an arm injury and he hasn't been on the mound since uh, Kyoto. And, um, you know, I mean, we, we kind of started the year with, I mean, Sam Terpster has been an all district player. Uh, he's been our starting shortstop for the last three years. And uh, due to a torn labrum, uh, he's been kind of just uh, been a DH for us this year. Uh, hasn't been able to really throw the ball and he would have seen some time on the mound. So yeah, we really have kind of, been baptism by fire due to just circumstances. We've got some kids that have probably seen some varsity innings that probably would have seen more JV time, but you know what? Uh, they've kind of stepped up and, and met that challenge head on. Well, I thought Dodge was a, a, a quality player and one of the, what I would call recruitable players in the league, you know, for college was yep. looking for a player. I would yep. look for him. How, how is he healing up? Um, he has seen some time in the field uh, at shortstop. Uh, you know, at this point, we're probably not looking for him to get back on the mound. Um, uh, he's kind of limited with, uh, you know, throwing wise as far as that goes. But uh, we have seen him in the field, and I would, you know, say that 
Um, he's going to compete. He wants to be out there. And so um, he'll do everything he can to, to help us out in, yeah. in, uh, in the field and with the bat. He's a total competitor. And at least he's, he's on the, he's able to play some for you. Yes. He's a great hitter. So I think it, he'll definitely help you. Well, yes. you're, you're a coach that has take, taken teams deep into the playoffs. Uh, tell, tell me what's it going to take for this team to get deep into the playoffs? You know, I mean, first of all, just routine plays uh, to make them, um, to be consistent that way. Um, I still say and always say that you don't want to give up the freebies, and that means walks and errors. And if you can limit that, I mean, we're going to, you know, for us to go deep, we're going to play some really good teams. Um, in our district, we've got both Lindell Sully and Highland, and that's just in our district. And uh, both of those, um, you know, are two probably of the better teams in, in the state. And so, uh, we're going to have to be consistent uh, uh, with the gloves. Uh, we're going to have to be aggressive with the bats. And, you know, like it or not, we're going to have to do a little luck here and there. And, and you, know, you never know in high school, it's it's uh, high school boys playing a game that the ball can go a lot of different ways. And so it's always good to have a little luck on your side also. Well, last year, uh, Danville in basketball, you know, was the one team from Southeast Iowa that got to the state tournament. And yep. uh, they won their first round game by a last second shot. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, a team I think had three wins or something in the whole season. Yeah. Uh, no, it's uh, sometimes you just catch fire, and uh, you know, baseball is a game. Sometimes you you hit it right where people are at, or um, you know, and they make the plays, or all of a sudden you get a little dinker here that uh, wasn't a hard hit ball but it finds a hole and, and kind of gets rally going. So, uh, you know, baseball is the one sport I think where uh, anything can happen on a given night and that's what you got to have a belief in. And so, uh, you know, we'll put our best foot forward and, and see what happens. Yeah. I, I was at a game last night and uh, one batter hit a uh, ball right on the screws, right to the third baseman who caught it. Uh, next guy, did a little squib bunt and uh, it was an overthrow <laughs> and he wound up on third base. So, I mean, it's just, you never know. Uh, you just all you can do is barrel the bat up as best you can, yep. and, and and you know. And I've seen guys hitting balls that you you thought maybe we were going to go out or something, and then the left fielder runs it down and bangs up against the fence and catches it. So yeah, that's 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 baseball. I mean, you just never know. In the in the book, it could look like you were zero for one and you had the hardest hit ball in the night, and then you have a kid be you know three for three with two dinkers and a butt or something like that, and necessarily didn't hit the ball very hard, but. Maybe they got some speed and stuff like that. So, yeah, it, it's a funny game. Well, you know, you guys, like you say, you're playing four or five, six games a week, and uh, that really helps a team with their defense and with their offense. It's It stretches their pitching out, but it does, like you say, like, you know, you, you got a couple kids in there to pitch that wouldn't have had a chance to pitch if there hadn't been some injuries and hadn't been some 13 inning games and, and hadn't been some back-to-back games and things like that. Yep. So, so uh that, that everybody's everybody's got to go through that but uh yes i noticed you know from the beginning of the year i was seeing a lot more airs a lot more walks uh, a lot more overthrows and uh here towards the end of the season you know what i mean i'm just seeing outstanding play all the way around there's not very many wild pitches uh, catchers right. are throwing guys out that are trying to steal uh relays are being done really well and yeah, limiting guys uh Couple there was a guy had hit a ball uh, way out in the gap, and the outfielders got to it and held him to a single the other night. I mean, it was yep. uh, there's a lot of that great play going on. Tell me about some players that have made some improvement on your team this year. You know, uh, just big steps you might say from last year. Uh, you know, Drake Hall is an outfielder for us that uh, you know 
know, saw some time last year, um, but has, uh, you know, done a nice job offensively. We had him towards the bottom of the order to begin the year, and, and now he's uh, in that two-hole for us. And, and he's had a nice year just stepping up, I, I think, uh, you know, getting used to, uh, you know, seeing the varsity pitching. Uh, Nate Sampson is a sophomore who has kind of been back and forth between the infield and the outfield, just depending on who's pitching and doing what, uh, you know, and just, so those are two quick names of, of some kids that maybe didn't see a lot of varsity action last year, but, uh, you know, actually Nate's our, been our leadoff hitter all year. And uh, as I said, Drake uh, started the year down towards the bottom of the order, but has um, stepped up and uh, uh, done a nice job defensively. Uh, I got to mention Jaden Stout. Uh, he's a kid that has kind of been a backup catcher for us over the last two or three years. Um, hadn't seen necessarily a lot of time varsity action behind the plate, but uh, you know, overall, he has really, as the year has gone on, I think has has done a much better job just receiving the ball and and doing what he needs to do behind the plate. You know, a good catcher can really help. Uh... A team's pitching. Uh, just for example, Salvador Perez, uh, catcher for the Kansas City Royals, when he catches, the team ERA is a full run lower than when he doesn't catch, regardless of who it is, you know. So yes. having, a, having a great backstop is a, is a big, big deal. Uh, you mentioned Highland is in your uh, district, and they have a pitcher named Chase Schultz. Have you seen him this year? I have not. I do know a uh, quality pitcher. Um, I've talked to a few people that have faced him. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I know he's seen a lot of time in the last couple of years on the mound for them. And so, and I know Coach Millage has got a nice team over there. And um, I'm sure when Schultz is on the mound, he's, he's, he's probably a tough out. Well, this, uh, this division that you're in here just has a lot of really quality teams. And a lot of teams, you know, with 14 and seven records and 15 and six records and, you know, stuff or, you know, 15 and five records and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, uh, and you got pitchers like uh, Cole Clarahan, Aiden Anderson and Bo Smith and this Chase Schultz. And uh, so uh, what, what do you, you know, you, you coached a lot of years. How, how good, how, how good quality is the, the conference that you play in? You know, I, as far as when we're talking pitchers and stuff like that, and like the conference that we play in, you know, uh, as I said, our, our, our top teams that I think could, you know, compete with a lot of different teams. Um, uh, Connor Maston uh, from Lindell Sully and, and Lucas Seek from Lindell Sully. Yeah. You got the Colton Clarehands from Kyoto. Um, Sigourney could throw um, multiple kids out there, Bo Schmidt and the Samoanexes and Crawford and, and it just depends on a given night. Um, you really got to be able to put the bat on the ball because, I mean, when it comes down to it, if if uh, you're seeing a bunch of strikeouts, the other team obviously isn't going to have to make any outs. And so, yeah, if, um, a dominating pitcher um, can really help a team out. Uh, just obviously um, being able to limit the number of chances uh, that the other team has. And I just watched uh... – Kyoto come into Sigourney and play, and uh, Cole Clarahan, you know, he throws like 89 miles an hour. And uh, Sigourney just chipped away at him, and I, they must have uh, fouled off about $200 worth of foul balls, you know. And, but they, <laughs> they run his pitch count out and got him out of the game a little early, and then were able to, uh, and they were able to, to you know, as he, as he had to throw so many pitches, you, you, you would imagine he, he eventually started walking some guys. Uh, yep. But, uh, 
you know that that uh, that making the, the the pitchers throw a lot of pitches and uh, maybe bunting and maybe you know just staying with it uh, can really help you stay in the game against a really quality pitcher, can Yeah, as you know, as I kind of said, uh, whatever it takes to put the ball in play. And uh, I years ago I uh, went to um, you know one of the state championship games, and I I was kind of surprised by the amount of bunting um, that was going in. And I kind of feel with, you know, with just today's philosophy of the major leagues, um, you know, we're so worried about exit velocity. We're so worried about uh, getting the ball in the air. And to be honest, I mean, most high school kids are not going to hit a home run, but yet we're, we're so worried about that. And, and I'm kind of an old believer of, of putting the ball in play and making contact. Now, do you want to drive the ball? Sure, we would love to. Um, but also, you know, especially when it comes time when you're facing that dominating pitcher, that quality pitcher, you want to be able to put the ball in play. And sometimes if the bunt's the way to do it, I, yeah, we, we, we still practice bunting quite a bit. And so, uh, yeah, you, you want to be able just to uh, do what you can do and, and, and make that defense make plays. Well, it's a tool in the toolkit that a lot of teams don't have. And at the beginning of the year, I didn't even see teams attempting to bunt. And at yep. the middle of the year, I've seen teams attempting to bunt and, and failing at it most of the time. But here towards the end of the year, I've seen some really quality bunts, you know, and uh, that were helping the team move guys over and score runs. And uh, like I say, against uh, uh, some of these some of this pitching that you're going to face in, in the uh, tournament, uh, you know, that's a good tool to have. So who do you have that can bunt? You know, the top of the lineup, uh, Nate uh, Sampson, I know, has gotten some uh, base hits, uh, you know, from bunting. Um, I mean, we, we practice. I, I have no problem even with our four hitter um, bunting or, you know, depending on the situation. Um, that is something we practice up and down the lineup. And so, uh, you know, Drake Hall, again, a kid with some speed, uh, can put it down. Uh, we, again, I'll just say it, it doesn't matter what batting spot you are. Um, we we kind of stress that everybody should be able to have that back control and, and be able to put one down when needed. You know, I, I used to watch the uh, when they had the, the World Baseball Championships, and uh, I was watching Japan play in the first round, and uh, uh, they had their cleanup hitter butt. Yep. And uh, he moved the guys over and one of them scored and they won the first round by one game, by one run and moved on and they wound up winning the whole tournament. Basically, you could almost attribute it to that one buck. <laughs> yeah, that's what you, you never know. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've been kind of a team that has utilized uh, some suicide squeezes, some bumps, some different things. Um, uh, and, and we really haven't necessarily used it much this year. Uh, but we, I mean, some kids have, and, and again, I, it's just something we want to be able um, to utilize if we need to. Well, I will guarantee you somewhere along this playoff, a team or two is going to uh, advance because of a yes. well-executed bunt. But let's yes. talk about the opposite of bunting. Let's talk about home runs and RBIs and doubles in the gap, and who's doing that for you? You know, we play on a field where we don't have a lot of home runs. Uh, we, our field uh, faces the south. Uh, we've got some pretty good, strong dimensions. And so as far as home runs go, I can probably count on one hand in the last five years how many home runs have been hit in our field. And we've had some pretty good teams and face some pretty good teams. Uh, 
we just talk about driving the ball, hitting the ball hard. Uh, you know, Sam Terpstra, uh, one of them that can drive it. Uh, Jaden Style uh, is another kid that, that drives the ball hard. He had a home run the other night at Montezuma. Um, you know, and and those are times, you know, we go to some other places and, yeah, we, we do maybe hit some uh, home runs or stuff like that. But we don't really uh, stress that stuff because we know on our field it's very rare that um, you see a lot of home runs. And so, uh, but no, Sam Terpstra, uh, Jaden Style uh, are two of the guys who have been driving the ball, um, doubles and, and a couple home runs here or there. And, uh, yeah, they, they swing it. They swing with authority. Well, there hadn't been uh, very many home runs. I know when I saw Linville Sully earlier this year, they had a guy that was leading the conference with three home runs. You know, yep. I mean, uh, where you got a girl in, in Fairfield, uh, this Hannah Smith, man, she, she's got like 10 or 12 or 14 or something like that, you know. But uh, yeah, It kind of depends on where you play, what kind of field you play on. And uh, wind has a lot to do with it. As I said, like today, you got a strong wind from the south, and there's, I mean, you, there's no way you're hitting a ball out on our field. You would have to hit uh, – you know, and normally a 420-foot shot that would have a chance to go out. So um, just uh, different playing conditions, different playing facilities. So uh, I want to talk just a little bit about uh, your volunteering and maybe some of your assistant coaches. I want to hear a little bit about your assistant coaches and how they help you. Um, we've got a new assistant coach this year. Uh, Zach Anderson is his name. He's a former player of mine. Um, just does a nice job with the kids. Um uh, being there as far as, you know, just talking baseball and helping them out. Um, I had an assistant, Mark McCulley, for over 15 years um, that had helped me out and just job-wise couldn't work out this year. Um, but he was a huge help for me in the past. And another former player that volunteers, uh, Levi Ferguson, who was uh, an excellent excellent player in his day, ended up going on and playing for Coach Heller. Uh, you and I, and then on to Indiana State. Uh, he kind of helps out when he can. Uh, he's a farmer that uh, um, doesn't have a lot of time, you might say, but when he does, um, he's always been willing to help out. So uh, Zach Anderson's my assistant, you might say, and then Levi um, is a volunteer assistant. Well, it takes somebody to, to mow the grass and make the field look nice. It takes somebody to chalk the lines. It takes somebody to do the PA. It takes somebody to cook the hamburgers. It takes somebody to take the tickets. It's a great uh, you just need a lot of volunteers to make a season go. And, and you're, you're, uh, I like to say that the, the, the North Mahaska, uh, I just thought their, their fans were just class, you know, they were, uh, they were just kind and watched the game and cheered their kids on and they never, never growled at the umpire or nothing. And, uh, you know, cause the umpire situation is a pretty serious one, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, I've actually got a, uh, son that's uh, 19 years old that graduated just last year and uh i always told him i said because when i was in college i umpired and great summer job and so uh he's getting his feet wet uh he's doing a lot of uh varsity ball and uh doing a bunch of jv doubleheaders in the mornings and stuff like that and yeah he's getting calls almost every night to want to know if he's busy and so yeah umpiring is uh you know, if you're a kid that, that loves the game and, and all of a sudden uh, you're finding yourself, you know, not being able to play, but you still have a love for it, yeah, 
Jump into umpire. And I, I would strongly encourage anybody and everybody that you know likes the game and, and enjoys it. That's one way to stay involved. Well, well, in the last few years, we've lost forty percent of our umpires, and eighty uh, percent of our umpires are fifty or older. And uh, listen, I just make an appeal. Anybody's listening to me. If you want to pick up a little extra money uh, next year, you're going to pay them one hundred and forty bucks plus mileage per game. You know, that's that's a good side gig for especially yes, for is. a kid going uh, to college. You know. I mean, he could yep. he, he could really help himself out a lot by doing it, and you're doing something that helps the community. And, and without him, these kids don't have an opportunity to play ball. Correct. It's um, one of those deals that hopefully he. I think he's found it. My son has a win-win situation. He, it's he's making money, but having fun. You know, more fun doing a job like that than you might say doing a. Um, job in the factory or where you know uh, fast food you know just something that is your typical you know we might say uh, college job but uh, he, he's able to uh, do quite a bit of games and, and make some money that way yeah and it's something you can do when you're 19 it's something you can do when you're 65 you know it's something yes. that's, it's a it's a yeah. skill that you can use to put some money in your pocket all all year long but well listen there's another thing I want to talk to you about here it's just about mentoring young men you know if you listen to the mainstream media, men are just hated anymore. I mean, they're just depicted as the most vile people on earth. And uh, uh, but you didn't become a good man by yourself. You know what I mean? Some nobody became a good man without other good men setting a good example and taking the time with people like you're doing with these good young men that that you're working with. Could you mention a coach or someone along the line that mentored you that that? Uh, Helped you become a better person? Um, you know, just me personally, I I grew up in a very good Christian um, home. Um, when you're talking about mentoring and, and showing me what uh, a good man of faith um, should act like, um, there's no doubt that uh, my dad has done that. Uh, Coaching-wise, you know, I had some different people um, that were good people. But again, as far as just mentoring on, on what a person should be like and, and how they should act, uh, my dad was that figure for me. Um, I hope that, you know, I, I've been able to kind of lead by example and, and show kids uh, how to act. Um, I, I try to preach that, uh, you know, you win with dignity and you lose with dignity. And uh, you want to be able to handle both of them are learning situations. And you want to be able to take, take away from those situations to handle it with class. Mm-hmm. And I just, I try to lead by example. But yeah, when you, you talk about a mentor for me, um, that's no doubt been my dad. Um, he's just uh, one of those people that uh, uh, if, if, you, if you can act the way he does, you, you're, you're doing a good thing. The, the most underappreciated person on earth, the dad. <laughs> well, uh, it's been great talking to you, Coach, and thanks for all you're doing. And I hope the, the life lessons that you're teaching these young men will stay with them through their lives, and then they'll draw along a little bit from you when they're raising their own kids, hopefully, and uh, maybe they can stay involved in the game and uh, like this player that, that you had that's helping you with the team. So. Well, yeah, yeah. it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much. Well, uh, this is uh, this is the report on uh, North Mahaska Warhawks and their uh, uh, playoff uh, uh, effort is about to get underway. And uh, good luck to you in the playoff, Coach, and thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much.
This has been Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues. And thanks so much for listening.